Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yes, I knew it. Captain America, fuck! Welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and this is our Watch Club for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Episode 1, titled... A Normal Amount of Rage, directed by Kat Koiro. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in a snap. Now before we get our blood onto each other and start to hulk out, let me introduce you to the other Hulksters joining me in the courtroom this evening. First up, He's a healthy, hot, hunk a hunk a burning hulk. He's Kevin, king of the courtroom, Hudson. Wow, you did not pick on my uh, anger issues or anything. So I'll just say, <laughs> Hudson, handsome. There you go. Yeah, that would be like your that would be your Hulk catchphrase. Then I like that. I like that. Uh, and sitting on trial next to him, he's ready to dismiss the deliberation of the deposition given by the defendant of the defenders. He's Darcy, the dank devil, Hudson. Okay, cool. I'll be daredevil. The right? I'm so close <laughs> half the time, I can't see anything anyways. Dude. But, like, I like the idea of, like, a dank devil, like a, a weed-themed daredevil character. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. Pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. I'd watch um, that or read that. Right? <laughs> Uh, how uh, how are you two Hulklings uh, doing this fine evening? Doing good. I enjoyed the first episode and excited to talk about some stuff that got me pondering. I know we're back to another watch club. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing excellent. I think uh, it's it's crazy. Not that I'm going to get political here, but I do think it's insane that with all the crazy. Uh, uh, legal matters that uh, are going on south of the border for us that we get this mm-hmm. uh, nice, light, uh, breezy show uh, about uh, law. It's kind of like the, the yin-yang of, of legal um, woes that are going on right now. And so it's going to be a, a nice alternative to uh, if you flip the channel to other things that, that's going to be on. I think the show will be a nice reprieve from all of that. Yeah, and but I think at the same time, it you know there are other... Uh, things that have been going on in our world for for way too long that uh, I think the show does do a really good job uh, at addressing directly, and so I think yeah, you know it's it's uh, it's it's a good it's a good thing at, at the end of the day. Um, now we we do get a really great uh, joke in this episode about uh, Bing Bong being a trigger for Jen, <laughs> causing her to hulk out from the sadness, which I totally understand. I got to ask, what would be your hulking out trigger? What would cause you to hulk out? I think mine would probably be pretty obvious, and it's uh, if I'm out of my green stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been around you a few times when you've uh, you've been low on the, the green stuff, and uh, I, yeah, you definitely have hulked out. I get a bit before. short. I get a bit short, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, you don't end up getting bigger, you get shorter, yeah, uh, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, how about uh, yourself? I, I know for me, it's it's... Definitely always uh, rage-induced. That would be my trigger. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for me, uh, because I'm so techni- technologically inept, um, uh, technology <laughs> really is a trigger for me. If if something That's that it. should be working doesn't work, that really triggers me. Uh, just ask poor Sarah, my wife. She uh, experiences that a lot. But even more than that, 
my ultimate trigger. <laughs> Even just a few okay. hours ago before we recorded, uh, it'd been a few days off for my beloved Blue Jays. Couldn't wait to tune in, see how they were doing tonight. And they were getting shelled 8 nothing by the sixth inning, and there was oh. nothing nothing that pisses me off more than watching one of my <laughs> beloved teams lose. Um, there's there's a, a great quote from Brad Pitt in Moneyball. I hate mm-hmm. losing more than I love winning, and that could not be more true for me. <laughs> so you got, you got your you, – you'll be handsome hulking all over the place unless we turn off the cable subscription with the sports channels. Like that's, that's what we or, have to uh, do to no, protect everyone. No, that's how everyone. you have to get me grounded is just get all the sports <laughs> media away from me. Get yeah, Bleacher yeah, Report just, out of there, and then I'll, I'll calm <laughs> back down. Away. I love it. I love it. Uh, for me, I think, I you know what? I don't get angry that often. I don't get frustrated or, or really, like, rage, rage angry too much. But there is something that'll do it to me. And I think I, honestly, if, if, if thank the dear sweet Lord for uh, noise-canceling headphones, because if I'm at work, and I'm sitting next to you, and you're chewing with your mouth open. No, I can't. Mouth I can't noises? take it. Mouth I can't take get it. You? Mouth noises get me so much. But like, even just to the point where it's like, what are you eating? You're eating some gross, smelly cauliflower thing, or like, de- like boiled eggs or something, and you're like, <laughs> like that. Just I can't. I can't do it. It's gross. Um, so I just, that would be where I hulk out for sure. So I would just recommend not eating with Justin because, uh, he would probably <laughs> set you off. Oh no. But I always I do mean, bug I him mean, about that. So <laughs> I've eaten with Justin before. I haven't noticed it too much, but you know, maybe he's a little bit more of an open mouth eater with, with you around. Um, yeah. And I think the only other thing I do understand completely any Pixar movie, any single Pixar movie ever would cause me to hulk out if it was a sad thing. <laughs> yeah, for me it was it was Boo and Monsters Inc. that always reminded me. Oh. I had my my youngest brother was about two at the time, and uh, so yeah, little Boo just broke. She just got me in all the all the feels, and so if anything happened to my little Boo, yeah, I'd be devastated. Can't take it. I can't take it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Grab a drink, everyone. Court is now in session with the Honorable Judge Nate presiding. Uh, let's get to this episode. So we start off with a very close-up shot of Jennifer Walters as she's practicing her closing statement, uh, and Dennis immediately tries to mansplain why he should take over for her, and he's instantly shut down by Jen's closest friend, Nikki, uh, telling her that the worst-case scenario, if things don't work her way on, you know, for this case, uh, she can just hulk out, to which Jen quips uh, that the only hulking out she's doing is in the legal sense. Uh, which doesn't doesn't really land as a joke for Nikki or or anyone else. Uh, and then before they leave to to head to court, um, Jen stops, turns around, and addresses the audience in this fourth wall breaking uh, sort of way, and and tells us, "Hey, listen, I, I get it. I'm a Hulk. You're not going to be able to focus. So let me get you up to speed." Okay. So before we continue, uh, what did you think? You know, what was your initial feelings right from this scene, uh, and what did you think of the fourth wall breaking established right away in this opening? I, for one, um, as soon as they sort of established in the, the, I think, the last trailer that they put out that there was going to be a substantial amount of fourth wall breaking, I was all Mm -hmm. for it. I think that's so fun. And, uh, you know, and then I subsequently saw that uh, that was sort of uh, kind of a thing in the She-Hulk comics. I've seen uh, a a cover of an issue where she's actually holding a She-Hulk comic and everything like that. And so... 
I think if they're going to lean into that, that, that just has so much potential for a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I loved how the, the first thing we see in the show is like, like we know the show is going to be lighthearted, but like the very first thing they show is like a super dramatic moment of Jen's closing statement. And you're like, it kind of took me off guard a little bit. I was kind of like, wait, what? what is this show again? Is this going to be that serious? And then immediately they start to to have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, no, I I loved it for sure. Uh, again, I'm not so familiar with the She-Hulk comics. The the run that was more uh, that was ongoing when I was reading comics a lot was more focused on the the rage aspect of the Hulk and didn't really focus on the courtroom or fourth wall breaking. So it was a very different She-Hulk than I'm used to, and I'm I'm on board to seeing where this fourth wall breaking goes because, like Kevin said, it's always a good time to be able to address the show that they're making because that always leads to some fun jokes about you know, just shows in general. So yeah, totally. I'm all for it. Dope. Dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting too. like the, the, what she's actually saying. I, if you listen closely to her closing statements, I was trying to figure out who the heck she's prosecuting here. Like it has to be somebody political. They have, have money. It sounds like they have money. And I was wondering if it could be someone like a politician connected to Fisk, I think would be a really cool connection just to kind of do the thing of like, hey, we get it. You're not paying attention to these little details right off the bat. So we're going to hide sort of that reveal in the first thing you hear in the series. I could see them doing something like that. Like, I doubt it would be Fisk himself because like he's so big. There's no way we wouldn't have seen him in the courtroom in this <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> but I do think that like someone connected to Fisk or in some way like a politician because like maybe – he, I get it. It's in L.A., right? So maybe he mo- after what happened in Hawkeye, he moved to L.A. because, like, we already saw him in all his like beachy <laughs> attire in that show, and we he's got the uh, you know a very California looking style in that show. So maybe he was like getting ready to to jump ship out of New York and, and had to head to Cali, and maybe this is kind of where we sort of can find him uh, back in the MCU. Uh, I'm still not sure, obviously, who that was, but I did like all of the the not so subtle um, allusions to the power of 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 being a superhero and the responsibilities and and whatnot that come from that, and and clearly that's something we've been looking at for 15 plus years, but also I think is going to be uh, a running theme of this show as Jennifer sort of discovers herself and 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 her dual roles going forward totally all right well let's keep going here uh then we we get uh, a flashback showing us what happened a few months ago where jen and bruce uh yes that bruce um are in in their in the car and after he provides jen with like the longest possible answer as to what he's been up to uh the two discuss cheetos and chopsticks and steve rogers virginity until they are instantly confronted by a sakaran class 8 courier craft uh, and Jen swerves the car off the road as they tumble down in a, in a rather terrifying slow motion and the two are injured but not dead. Jen uh, gets out of the vehicle and cuts her arm uh, and you know she's bleeding and she pulls a bleeding Bruce out of the vehicle and his blood drips onto her open wounds uh, which instantly turns her into a hulk. Uh, so let's stop there. What did you think of this version of Jennifer Walters' origin story uh, and her first transformation? And wh- and also, what the heck is a Sakaran cruiser doing landing in front of them? What do you What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, well, I think this is a, a very cool take on the uh, 
blood transfusion that happens in the comics because we've seen in the MCU Bruce is very against you know spreading his what he seems to be uh, or sees as a disease and affliction that he's struggled with for so very long so this is definitely an, an accidental you know type of thing kind of really goes to show again the what it means to be a hero that Kevin was just talking about and how this you know transformation will affect her going forward so I thought it was a really cool way to to uh, reintroduce this character to the audiences. Totally. Yeah, and I love that we're, what, four or five minutes into the episode here at most, and it's like, boom, origin story over. Now you yes. know. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah. you don't. Sometimes you just don't need anything else, especially because now we have the whole episode to get to know Jennifer more and, and just know her as the person we don't it doesn't need to be this long drawn out thing we all know she's going to be the hulk so let's get it over with and get on with with learning more about her yeah that was one of the things that like i was so happy about with this episode was just how simple it was i think was it kind of dumb yes was it kind of silly yes but that's the tone of what it seems like this show is going to be and and I, it was a lot of fun and I think it yeah it sped up the origin story just enough that we didn't we didn't need to go into this overtly dark sad sequence or go to a hospital or anything like that it was just it just it just quickly happened and, and there we go we're into it and also it was great seeing uh, Bruce Hulk out again we haven't seen him sort of do that Hulk transformation for quite some time in the MCU so to get to see his like that was like a classic like Hulk face <laughs> that I think Mark Ruffalo absolutely nails. 100%. Um, and now, just to answer your other question, um, uh, I, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of the ship that we saw there, the Sakaran. And now that would have belonged to the Grand Master. Um, and so obviously he's looking for, uh, he wants his his stolen or lost property back, clearly, with, with, yeah. with, with regards to Bruce. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, and also the fact that it's a courier, I feel like it's more delivering a summons or anything like that. I, I feel like he does respect the, the green scars so, or green rage, whatever they called him on Sakaar. So definitely wants him back. I, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I liked this origin too is that you kind of understand, like after we got the tail end of Bruce saying, like, I've been restraining the Hulk by using this device and stuff like that, and he hasn't hulked out for months or whatever, uh, that seems like the Hulk is, wants to get out some way and this blood transfusion seems to be the fastest way for him to do it and that's why it was so quick and like that justification came to me so quickly i'm like you know what? i buy it i'm on board so it, it was all <laughs> it was really cool totally and i'm also very on board with uh cheetos and chopsticks um i think <laughs> uh, you know i think i think pretty sure i've talked about on the podcast i think of my love of using chopsticks with uh potato chips and things like that so actually you um, have, i feel you like i'm just as smart as <laughs> right i think i'm just as smart as uh, as as bruce and i think not there's to also brag, a moment not where to be not, not to be too smug no of course <laughs> not to be not to be smug hulk um but <laughs> there's a moment where he also mentions like i think she's like he's like you're not the only genius in the family and then he's like no there's also ched and i'm trying to like Darcy is like I tried looking it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. Who's Ched? That honestly just makes me think of one of the inbred hulks from that one timeline where he he has like all his descendants are just inbred ver like children basically. That's all it <laughs> okay. made me think of. I don't think it's a real banner that we're, we'll see at some point unless okay unless they go somewhere dark. <laughs> right, right. 
Chet's Hopefully just, not inbred. Chet's, just, Chet's probably just that really cool cousin. You know, he's done well yeah. for himself, but you're just always excited to see him at the family barbecue. He's always got a funny story <laughs> he, and good jokes. He's a social Chet's genius. He's the coolest guy. Yeah, he just sounds oh, yeah. like a social cool genius. Guy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and I, I also think the show uh, did a great job here with the quick contrast from like their conversation being funny about like, like Steve's virginity <laughs> and then how it just like instantly turns into this like honestly horrifying car crash like which if you've ever been in in a, a car crash like myself like not like that thank goodness but I've been in a few I've been in an accident before and yeah it literally feels like slow motion but uh but they still they they managed to make it terrifying and lighthearted at the same time because you see the Cheetos floating <laughs> with the, chop <laughs> the chopsticks yeah in midair it was it was so good and yes I I completely agree with you Kevin um and I like the the word that you used uh summons I think it was either you or Darcy used the word summons for that ship yeah so like that's just kind of funny because, like, that's something that would happen. Like, you'd be summoned to court, right? So, um, I'm wondering if it has something to do with uh, with Gore the God Butcher. I know that there was a, a deleted scene with Gore the God Butcher where apparently he was supposed to have butchered um, the Grand Master, but obviously that didn't happen. So he's still alive. But I'm wondering if he's like fearful. And yes, why wouldn't he want his product back that can protect him? from something like Gore the God Butcher. You know, he's probably, like, worried now or something. I don't know. That's that's my thought as to, like, maybe what's going on there, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so Jen wakes up in a forest outside of a local sports bar where she attempts to clean herself up in the restroom until four ladies instantly come to her rescue. Uh, I love this scene. Taking care of her um, and, like, putting makeup on her, and she's like, I don't need makeup. So they're like, honey, yes, you do. <laughs> so good. Um, and then we get this sort of really sharp, contrast to seeing the three douchebags outside the bar who start uh you know pestering jen and start to aggravate her to the point where she it causes her to hulk out and scare the the shit out of them uh until bruce tackles her and she wakes up on bruce's beach house lab on an island in mexico uh, she wakes up and starts exploring her surroundings until she finds smart smart hulk bruce in his lab bruce explains that what happened to her uh was that you know his blood got into hers and what's happening with her body uh, and we learn that her blood is able to synthesize gamma in a way we've never seen before uh, and he lets her know that there's no going back to how life was before and she starts to freak out, so over pancakes, he tells her that she needs to change her entire life and that he has a multi-year journey plan. Uh, and with the help of, uh, you know, with, with his help, he can help her progress maybe a little bit faster than he did. Uh, and he says it'll take about 15 years, give or take. So, guys, what did you think of Bruce's beach house lab? Uh, and uh, And what do you think it is about Jen's blood that makes it, you know, that much more capable of synthesizing gamma. His breakdown of what happened was my favorite part of this episode, I think, because it's what got me a pondering, like I mentioned earlier. And it's the fact that he said it was ge the genetic makeup of their blood allows them to do some crazy things. And I just immediately went to mutant. Like, are they setting up oh. the fact that Hulk has been a mutant this whole time? And wow. that's why she also has a similar power, because in X-Men genes, it's all about the gene that changes them and gives them their powers. And family lines have similar powers or variations of the same power. So like, again, that's immediately where my mind went. So the rest of the episode, that's kind of what I kept going back to. And 
Yeah, that yeah, that answers that question from my end. <laughs> Darcy, if they I mean, dude, if they have somebody if we see Jen in a bar at some point in this series, because she's at a bar quite often, I think, in the in this episode. And if we see her at a bar and she's chilling and somewhere in the background there's a TV with like the original X-Men and we hear the like if if they do that again in this series and they still haven't given us proper mutants, uh, I think uh, I think there'll be a lot of great. You know, there's going to be a lot of Hulk, Hulk raging fans out there, but uh, that would be really cool. I think that would be a really fantastic way, uh, and I think it would subvert a lot of people's expectations because I don't think too many people are expecting the idea of Hulk being uh, a mutant. So I, 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 that's really interesting. I think that's uh, that's kind of an interesting way to to look at it. So something in his blood outside of you know, whatever was in the Pingo Docho or whatever juice that was in the movie. I can't remember that movie from 2018, but but like whatever happened in that movie, you're saying something was in his blood prior to that. Yes. That, yes. Something like that triggered the mutation to happen, whereas this was the quick transfusion of the Hulk wanting to get out, and then that's how. Yeah. The, it has to be gamma in the system some way. I don't know. Uh, it just hmm. mutation is where I went, like I said. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, that's clearly, whether it's right or not, that's the coolest answer you're going to get for, for that question, Nate, so I wouldn't even bother myself. Um, <laughs> I will say a mixed beachfront um, tiki bar lab combo is, like, super awesome. You can right. totally see how Tony was like, you know what, this is going to be dope, let's make this happen. Um, yeah. But I'll even go back to the first scene you were talking about there where, where Jennifer goes into the bar, and I think... I think it shows a lot about what this show is going to to have to say about uh, you know uh, female empowerment and, and being a woman in the in the the twenty twenties. I think first of all, I could see that scene where she's in the washroom fifteen years ago, and the the, the ladies would come in and be catty and judgmental and. And, yeah. and it just completely off put instead it was like camaraderie it was sisterhood it was like let's let's fix you up are you okay you know i, th I thought that was mm -hmm. really awesome and then uh, i think uh, women will really appreciate what jennifer is going to be able to do to the scumbag predators that that prey on women i think if we get to see her beat the crap out of douchey dudes throughout this series it's it's going to be awesome and and not just be like a hell yeah for the ladies but like uh Darn right from from my perspective too. Like let's let's yeah. treat trash like it is and get it in the garbage. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if she pulls off some dope ass wrestling moves uh, that I'm sure we'll we'll get to see at some point. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but I, I I also love about the beach house. I love how everything's big. I love how every chair, every door, every every step is like Hulk sized. It looks super comfy. Well, that's like lesson number one that he gives her, right? You have to reinforce your furniture. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's 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 living proof. And then I uh, I just wanted to call out. It's pretty dope. I think we. I think it's. I'm pretty sure I've got this right. I think we see the Mark Twenty uh, Python helmet, uh, Iron Man helmet, um, is attached to some sort of like art installation or something like that and obviously we learned that tony uh helped him build the place so i think it's pretty dope like you see it's all destroyed after the battle with aldrich uh, killian and i just i think it's it's just awesome how much like i don't know like just how they managed to find these little ways to just emphasize these small bits of storytelling um i thought it was really cool there was even like a slight uh you know uh, hint at a score underneath that to show like this is mm -hmm. this is just a little memento that that 
Bruce has for his his friend that he misses clearly, and like just the way he talks about Tony in the in the episode, you know, it's it's really sweet that you can tell he misses his friend. Yeah, and you can tell he misses his friend, and that he's he's lonely because of how just he's like it's gonna take 15 years you're cool with that right like that's <laughs> he just expects her to be down to that so clingy right off the bat seems, oh seems like, like a disney like mentor or something like that like <laughs> yes. the enthusiasm he showed for just someone to listen to him basically yeah we don't talk about banner no 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 um all right well <laughs> let's keep going here uh so jen uh begins her halt training and we learn that she's instantly Instantly more capable at uh, not only being a Hulk, but handling the Hulk inside uh, and balancing that with her gen side. Uh, we also learn that Hulks can really handle their alcohol so much so that they, they really can't get drunk. All buzz, no barf, as Bruce puts it. Um, Jen denies her place as a Hulk uh, and as a superhero, uh, and we see that she really just wants to get back to her life as a lawyer. Bruce and her start competing as Bruce can't come to terms with the fact that she's a better Hulk than he is and that she wants to leave. And in less than a few days uh, after you know she attempts to leave, the two end up having a, a big brawl, a big fight, uh, resulting in them breaking the tiki bar that he and uh, and and Tony built, which I thought was a, a kind of a really sad moment. Uh, obviously, it gets a little bit better. But before we keep going, what did you guys think of this training montage? What did you think of you know like why do you think Bruce wanted her to stay so badly? Uh, and let's make sure we talk about that Hulk brawl because I think that was one of the peaks of the episode for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I clearly, clearly, um, I don't know if it's that Bruce is lonely or if he's just. I think he's just so set in in what he went through and how hard it was for him and you know almost mm-hmm. right off the bat he's jealous when she's able to be herself and it didn't take all these years and all this testing to, to figure it out and so I think yeah it's 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 more it's he's almost like denying the fact that she's going to perhaps adapt to this way of life a lot faster than him but it's also showing how much he cares and, and wants to protect her and and really does want to prepare her for for what it's going to be like to to go back into the real world and and have to live these 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 dual lives, everything's going to change for her. Um, uh, so yeah, I just think it's it's him being really sweet. Uh, what I like from his whole you know reaction to that too was again a little connection to Moon Knight with the mention that he said he merged the two identities. So this mm. was like an, that was a mental thing that he was suffering from, and it's not associated with the Hulk. It's just the transformation is something that happens to his family line that. His, has become associated with his mental issues, which I thought was, again, a really subtle nod to Moon Knight and how we saw by the end of that show, he had merged two of his personalities or to the point where he could at least communicate better with within himself. And I feel like that's a lot what Smart Hulk is for Banner, is that merging of the two identities for sure. Yeah, and I, I got to say, like, I... I... I do miss the big guy. I do think we get with the brawl. I was really happy it happened because I don't think we've had really we haven't gotten to see him just smashing stuff up and and then, you know, their fight was great. But I got to say the funny, the funniest part of this episode for me was when Bruce for some reason just starts talking to her like she's a horse. It's just I laughed so hard when he's like, whoa, girl, whoa. And he makes like a horse noise. And I'm like, what the heck? And like, it's just it's so funny. And I guess like. He just would assume that, like, her transformation, like, that she would be Hulk, Hulk-like, right? Like, that, you know, because he was pretty animalistic, I think, when he was uh, the big guy. So, um, so it's just, I don't know, I thought that was really funny. And I also, I, I think this episode um, and this sequence, 
there's a lot of moments that are really sweet too. Like we on the tiki bar, we see uh, uh, BB and TS scratched into the wood, and I was just like, and he, he, you know, you see him just say like a good time during a hard time, and, and he just moves his hand over that. I was trying to figure out though when exactly that hard time was, because for me, like. Would it have been Civil War or was it during the blip? He said during during the blip blip? in the episode. Okay, he said that's where he 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 assimilated the two personalities. There was at that that lab because Tony came back before the five year jump, right? Because that's where I was getting confused. Okay, sweet. Okay, I was like I wasn't quite sure, but um, okay, cool. And then I did like the there was like a subtle callback to uh, the original Hulk movie in this uh, in this scene when she starts clapping. And, you know, he does the big massive Hulk Hulk smat or Hulk clap thing, which is awesome to see. But then with her, when she's doing like the smaller ones and it creates almost like that sound wave, that's that seemed like didn't it wasn't that like a weapon they used on him? Yeah, that was the sound cannons that we saw they used in something else too against someone. And it was like, those are lethal weapons as we saw they're trying to contain a Hulk. And like he, they brought him to the knees in the first movie and did yeah. the same thing here. I, I will say, though, the. The tiki bar wasn't destroyed. The roof of the tiki bar was destroyed. It was very easy for them to fix. <laughs> the bar was still intact after that fight. So <laughs> thank goodness. They could they have been up worse. the roof real quick, and it was all good. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, let's let's get to that. The two repair the bar, and they come to terms. And and Bruce sends Jen on her way as she she leaves, and she doubles down on the very harsh but true things she said. And I love that she just doubles down. Uh, we cut back to Jen in the office as she lets us know that her, you know, her family knows, Nikki knows, and now we know. Um, and basically, you know, she was right and Bruce was wrong and she never has to be the Hulk again. Yay. Okay, great. No more show. Uh, that is until she's in court and just about as she's, you know, just as she's about to give her closing argument, uh, Titania busts in and starts throwing benches at the jury and so she hulks out. Uh, she says, you know, Jennifer Walters, attorney at law. And she knocks Titania on her ass, and the episode ends. Uh, however, we do get an incredible after credit scene uh, where we see Jen continuing with her theory on why Steve Rogers was a virgin. And she pretends to be drunk, and, sa- and, and she's super sad about America's ass not getting any ass until Bruce lets her know uh, that Steve Steve lost his virginity to a girl in 1943 on the USO tour. And then Jen just immediately, I love how her just facial expression just changes. And he's like, you're not drunk? And she just ex- she exclaims in full relief, yes, I knew it. Captain America, fuck! And then she's cut off by the, the rest of the credits. Um, so let's talk about that ending. Let's talk about the post credit scene. Uh, I know it was cut off, but but like... Was this the first F bomb officially dropped in the MCU? Because, like, I, I don't think Daredevil counts, right? No, I, I wouldn't say that counts just because it was it, it was done when it was outside of the MCU. But I'm sure we've had allusions to it similar to that from like from Tony before. Yeah, this is this is probably the most overt like you know censoring of this word where they're like we can get away with as much as we can. And then cutting it off, for sure. And especially because it wasn't just a use of it like a swear word. It was no. to describe the act of, of you know, Sex. fornication. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm still not okay with that. I have to admit, I'm not okay <laughs> that that Steve, like, was, were, were they, was he referring to somebody other than Peggy? 
Oh, you're upset I, with Steve. I can't imagine Steve would have done that. Once his heart was set on Peggy, I think he would have saved himself for her. Was I'm trying to think. Like I, It's been so long since I've watched Captain America. Was she there? Would she be around during the USO tour? She was tour? there like, while maybe? he was during the tour and, and part of the, yeah. you know. No, because so. she was on the front line. He was going around. The only time right. he came back in contact oh, with her was when he went to the base. That's not my Captain America. Scandalous. Huh. Wow. I mean, he, the troops did all that time. It kept up morale and stuff like that. Of course, yeah. but he's no regular time. troop. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the action of just a, a, a fling, especially when you're in circumstances like that. But I just think that's not Steve. I just think there's something different about him, obviously. And so no, I'm upset now. They have sullied the reputation of my beloved Steve Rogers, and uh, I'll never forgive. I don't know. What if it was like a variant of some kind? What, what if this is a multiverse situation? You never know. You never let's, know. Let's not get crazy. Now, <laughs> I do want to jump ahead or go to and talk about um, Titania. Yep. Now, do we think this is the only appearance of that character that we're going to get, seeing as she was easily squashed, or is this just starting? Because, like, she's on the posters. Like, she, there's posters of her well, that they're putting out. Like, Jamila well, Jamil like, was like... The, Freaking she was, out she's about, been tweeting for yeah. like two weeks, so excited for it. And so yeah. if it was just for a two-minute cameo, I mean, I think that's super Better sweet that she was so excited just for that little moment. I thought, oh, that's really cute. But I imagine that's a bigger character from the comics, right? Yes. I mean, when I first saw her punch into a law room, the first thing I thought was that she's looking for her boyfriend, uh, Crusher Creel. So uh, I'm really excited to see if we see him pop up in the series. But I think that her appearance here more leads into like what... Uh, Jen's role in the universe going forward is, and that's going to be being involved with the uh, the proceedings and trials of superhuman or superpowered individuals, just because she can easily you know contain the thing, the threat from the instant it breaks out type thing. So I, I feel like that was more what this was alluding to. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I did a, just a little bit of digging just now. According to James Gunn, uh, Teen Groot apparently wrote some graffiti on his wall. That if translated from Skrull says says fuck you, so apparently apparently that was the first written f bomb, according to James Gunn. I don't know how accurate that is, um, but it's just I think it's just crazy that as far as it being said, we're getting it from Jen before we get it from Deadpool. Like that that just that blows my mind. I'm I'm stoked about it. Again, we got a we got a middle finger in this episode as well. Um, it's just kind of it's for me. It's just kind of nice because it's showing that they're willing to cater to different audiences, right? I think this has kind of been one of our, at least one of my problems with with a lot of the series that I've grown up with is a lot of them, because they were for kids at one point, mean they're always for kids. And I don't necessarily think you need to do that. You've got so much content coming out in the MCU. You know, I think of the Star Wars universe, right? Like when the Star Wars universe gets deep and dark and heavy, where you're kind of like, I don't know if kids would really even enjoy this or, or understand it. Awesome, cool, because they you're going to be able to service both audiences. You're going to be able to give kids their their Star Wars, and you're going to be able to give kids their Marvel. So if this show being about you know a, a, a horny like Hulk lady, you know lawyer, um, you know kind of beating up dudes and 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 belching and and giving the middle finger, I'm so for it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, when you consider that the last two shows, I don't know if we will consider Groot. A show, but you know it happened, right. and uh, but you know between Groot and and a lot of Miss Marvel, that was tailored to I think 
younger uh, audiences and just it was yeah. a little bit uh, safer in that regard. And so while I don't think this is going to explore dark territories and, and get really heavy in that regard, I think if it is just a bit more adult, um, you know, considering that it is essentially a law show at heart, I think you can mm-hmm. sort of just get, get a, you know, again, they, they're, they're skirting the line with it. It's not going to be brash. It's not going to be offensive. It's never going to do that. That's not MCU. But when you can tease it in a way that won't offend anybody of certain sensibilities, but is fun for people who are a little more open to that kind of thing. I mean, that's when they're at their best, in my opinion, when it sort of works for all audiences. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, um, I think that that brings that's about it. Um, we you know, these episodes are, are a little bit quicker um, because I think the show I mean, I was looking at some of the run times of, of all the episodes, and they're supposedly a bit shorter. Um, so, so that's that's dope. Um, it means that these watch clubs might be a little bit quicker going forward. Um, but uh, we normally get to our prediction segment. I'll be honest with you. I don't have anything to predict yet just off this one episode. Um, I do think we'll see Titania again. There's your prediction. But uh, we'll we'll, (laughs) we'll come up with some cheesy, corny, quippy prediction segment name in the future. But for now, let's get to our overall thoughts and final score, uh, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five bags of Cheetos with chopsticks. Darcy, I'm going to have you go first. Uh Again, I think a lot of again my excitement from this episode came from like you said the Hulk fight was pretty cool to see them getting angry with each other and just being the the beast that we know him to be. Uh, along with her letting out her inner Hulk in that fight was really cool. But uh, my big takeaway was the fact that that little Gene throwaway, the fact that they're laying these seeds that get me talking, always leave leave a good taste in my mouth. So uh, a lot of it, yeah, comes down to that fact, and I I think it's a strong opening with the origin story and with that. With the little hints they keep dropping, I, I strong opener to the series. So a good four point five out of five bags of Cheetos with chopsticks. Dope, dope. Kevin, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board. Uh, as soon as you know, we got some really good looks at the uh, through the trailers. I, I instantly got excited from I, what I thought the vibe of this show was going to be, and and it hit it right away for me. Uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, snarky it's going to be it's going to be smart alecky it's it's going to have a, a lot of sass to it and uh and i just i dig the sort of humor that they're going for fourth wall breaking when it when it works is is one of my favorite things to do i think it could be such a fun tool to to really let you in on on who a character is and so what i think worked so well about this episode is it was like the origin story is done we've got it we know how she became the hulk and and now we're really gonna get to spend more time learning who jennifer is and unlike a show like moonlight where you really have to explain the the mythos and the the and the the kind of separate world that this is we already kind of get the hulk now we're getting a different version of that and jennifer is so different from bruce and that's why their relationship in this episode works so well and i'm so excited to to see her going forward being this confident brazen um uh, just self-assured character who also is the hulk like she was already <laughs> yeah. that that confident and now she's also a hulk i think that's awesome the possibilities are going to be a lot of fun um and i think you know to get so much bruce in this episode i'm excited i know in the trailer they say it's not going to be about the cameos but i'm excited to see those cameos and how they work and i just mm-hmm. yeah i think this show's going to be i'm a sucker for legal dramas and so to get that but in a fun mcu way i think is going to be awesome and so i think 
this episode will be so much different than the next seven. And so I'm excited to see where the show goes and really latches onto that legal sort of courtroom style show. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board. Uh, I'm going to reserve my score just a little because I hope it only goes up as we, we go through the series. So I'll get a 4.3 out of five Cheetos with chopsticks. This one, this one smacks right off the beginning. Nice, nice. Yeah, it smashes. Um, oh, nice. That yeah. was better. Damn. <laughs> it's all good. I, I thought this episode, uh, yeah, it was a great way for us to set the, you know, for the, to get the tone of the series. I love how they were just so quick with her transformation, the origin story. Um, you know, we still needed to see how it happened, but given that the series is essentially, the, the whole series is kind of going to be her origin story or her entry into the MCU. Um, they didn't need to go so deep into it. And I love that. I love how Jessica Gao and Kat Koiro just really put their, their own experiences as women into every aspect of this series and how grounded it is in reality while still dealing within the world of the MCU and, and like superheroes and villains and all that stuff. So it's just, you know, we, we always, we always think about that stuff. We always think about the idea of like, you know, how do the, the superheroes live their lives? Like, what is their, you know, daily, you know, do they watch any TV shows? Do they, you know, do they ever go to the grocery store to just get, like, a certain type of almond milk that, you know, Vision is, like, really obsessed with or something? Like, you know, like, I want to see more of that human side, and I think this show does such a good job with that. I think we didn't, we didn't progress too far in this episode, but I, I think it did a good enough job of setting us up with the character of She-Hulk, and it was a great... It felt like a great passing of the torch, honestly, from Bruce to to Jen, and so I think uh, I think that was great. And I, I don't get the sense that the show is going to be known for over the top action, but the Hulk brawl that we got in this episode was like that was the perfect amount of action for what I expected and what I would love to, you know, what I love to see from the series. So the fact that they were able to get that out right away and give us some good smashes and punches and, you know, different things like that and, and coconuts to the head, uh, I think was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I had a really fun time with it. I'm going to start off by giving this, uh, this episode a solid four out of five bags of Cheetos with chopsticks. I think it's only going to get uh, better as we go along. Uh, all right, well, that is it for this week's episode of Watch Club for Marvel's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, let me just Hulk slap you over to Kevin uh, to let you know how you can reach us. Well, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. But if that's a little bit too much like getting Cheeto dust on your fingers, why don't you grab your chopsticks, <laughs> head on over to Twitter where we are at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. That's right. That's right. Uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, uh, including... Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, games, as well as interviews, uh, including our interviews with both director of this series, Kat Koiro, and head writer and executive producer, Jessica Gao. We had Justin sit down with them, and, and they discussed the various ways in which they've implemented their own experiences right into this show. Uh, and you can catch that here on podcast services, but you can also catch it on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. So if you want to see Justin's face or my beautiful face uh, as we have a discussion before and after, you can definitely check that out. And if that's not enough for you, we also have our spoiler-free reviews for Marvel's I Am Groot. 
we have, I have to say it like that, I Am Groot. Uh, we have Netflix's Day Shift, um, The Sandman. We have spoiler-free reviews for Skydance Animation's Luck from Apple TV+, as well as Prey from Hulu and Disney+. And Keep in mind, we also have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes, uh, usually every Wednesday, where we bring you the latest news and trailer reactions from around the Geekiverse. So go give those episodes a listen and a five-star review if you don't mind. Oh, and I'm super stoked to mention that us here at Geekcentric, we've been accredited for Fan Expo Canada 2022. Uh, and while we don't know exactly what we're going to be doing, well, you'll just have to subscribe to find out. Make sure you're subscribed here and also on all of our socials to keep up to date with everything uh, Fan Expo Canada 2022. Uh, so again, go give all those episodes a listen. Five-star review. Darcy, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say, Hulk Smash! Smash!